G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Jesus wasn't saying bacon is now on the menu. <laughs> he was saying we're not unclean because we didn't wash our hands before we ate bread. Mm-hmm. He was talking again, as he always did, cutting to the heart of the matter, the sin that's birthed in the heart. Yeah. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. learned over the last couple of programs the possible reasons for why God deemed some animals suitable for food and others not. There were good reasons for them, but those rules were given to the Jewish people, not non-Jews. The thought we finished with in our last program was whether or not God did away with the dietary laws. The issue of dietary laws uh, surprisingly is quite hotly debated. And I think what happens is, is that when Christians become interested they start to learn about the Jewish foundations of the Christian faith, they suddenly go into, okay, then what about foods? Mm. Do I now have to eat kosher? And and, and it becomes quite a, a challenge because if you read the dietary laws and how God was very stringent when he said things like, you know, if you eat pig, I mean, that's an abomination. Mm. And he uses the word abomination. You go, yeah. okay, does that mean bacon is out from now <laughs> on? So it is yeah. quite hotly debated. It certainly can be. And we talked about in the last program why God prohibited some animals but not others. Those reasons were on the main sensible and, and understandable. Yep. But do these rules still apply today for the Jewish people and for believers who come to faith in Christ? After all, if the reasons for the prohibitions were sensible thousands of years ago, surely they're sensible now. Yeah, and I suppose the most important thing is if you're looking at the the kosher laws of today and you compare the kosher laws from ancient times, the kosher laws today don't look anything like mm. they did back then. I yeah. mean, the kosher laws today are way, way beyond the laws that Moses gave to his people. When you think about the fact that very orthodox or very observant Jewish families today will have, and we've mentioned it before, two completely fit-out kitchens in their home, Mm. including crockery, cutlery and drinking glasses and things like that, to ensure that even the plates themselves never have Mm. dairy and meat on them. Even if you've washed them, dried them and put them away, they're never going to be cross-contaminated. That's way beyond the scope of what Scripture actually said. And so you you can see again, and we've we've talked about this how you've you get a law and maybe it's a little bit obscure. So let's build a fence around it and then another fence. Well, these fences are hundreds of kilometres from yeah. the original <laughs> law now. Yeah, you know. So you kind of go, do, what do I have to keep? Do I yeah. have to keep these rigid laws today, or do I just have to go back and do they even apply to me at all? Mm. Again, you've got to emphasise God provided dietary laws for His people. And in the way it was explained to them, I mean, even when it came to things like circumcision, wearing tzitzit on their clothing, God basically said if they didn't hold to those particular laws, they could be cut off from their people, you know. So Mm. it was drummed into them. But from what I read in Scripture, 
And that doesn't mean necessarily at all that I've got a handle on this. But from what I read in Scripture, it seems to me that the dietary laws and the rest of the laws of Moses with circumcision and Sabbaths and feasts, they were given specifically to the Jewish people. I don't see anywhere where they've been relinquished from the Jewish mm. people. It was like a standing ordinances that set apart for distinct purposes his people. Okay, God provided all of those those laws and for them for a reason. But again, I, I, I don't see that, one, they've been released from the Jews, but I don't see that they've actually been put on to the Gentiles. Of course, as Jesus was explaining, he talked to the uh, religious leaders about these traditions that they had uh, created. And he taught his followers exactly what he meant because they were confused. And we read about this in Mark 7, verses 14 to 19. Jesus called the crowd to him again and he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand there's nothing outside the person which can defile him if it goes into him. But the things which come out of the person are what defile the person. And when he later entered a house away from the crowd, his disciples asked him about the parable. He said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding as well? Don't you understand that whatever goes into the person from the outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but his stomach, and it is eliminated. Thereby he declared all foods clean. That's a very interesting verse, okay? And if you just take that passage just by itself, you go, Oh, we can eat anything we mm-hmm. want. Yeah. Okay, you got to, again, you never take verses out of their context. Okay, first of all, the little that last little phrase there that says, thereby he declared all foods clean. In some translations, you'll actually see that particular little phrase in brackets. Mm-hmm. That generally speaking means that it was added at a later date, that it wasn't part of the original. Yeah. And you see that in numerous cases, and it's basically providing a little bit of context for what he was trying to explain. Now, the other thing too is that, in this passage, Jesus was pointing out that the traditions of the religious leaders weren't God's commands. Therefore, they didn't cause a person to be defiled if they broke the traditions. Now, mm. what was the tradition that he was talking about? We didn't read it just then, but beforehand, they were saying, why don't you and your disciples wash your hands before you eat? And they were eating bread. Mm. So the food they were eating was just normal, wholesome bread. Yeah. Nothing contravening the, the law, no no mm. shellfish. Yeah. There was no no, no bacon. bacon yeah. <laughs> no BLTs there. So the context was: we're eating bread. We hadn't washed our hands. Therefore, you've defiled yourself. Mm. So the context was bread, and it was you've broken a tradition. They had made the tradition as sacred and as holy and as important as the law of God itself. So I guess yeah, that's the context that you're talking about. And then of course you've got the example of Peter's. Vision, which we see in Acts chapter 10, of the the sheet that came down from heaven, uh, Peter's experiencing this vision, having a a debate with the Lord because God was sort of saying to him, you know, kill and eat these animals, all of which were unclean in his eyes. And so Peter says in this passage in Acts 10, by no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything unclean or unholy. Now, what's really interesting about that, it's this. If Jesus said in Mark 7, all foods are now acceptable, why is it that Peter never actually availed himself of any of those unclean mm. animals? Yeah, that's right. Because he says, it, I never, 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 never. Mm. So you have to then understand the point wasn't, Jesus wasn't saying bacon is now on the menu. <laughs> he was saying, 
we're not un- unclean because we didn't wash our hands before we ate bread. Mm. When you eat food, it just goes into your stomach and then your body gets rid of it. Mm. He was talking again, as he always did, cutting to the heart of the matter. Mm. And that is that the evil that comes out of a person and that's what defiles him is what the sin that's birthed in the heart. Yeah. Not about the food that you eat and then get rid of. Mm. So the vision that Peter had was about the fact, because remember, as soon as that vision was over, there's a knock at the door and there is a Gentile delegation waiting at the door saying, we've got a message from Cornelius, who is a Gentile centurion of the Roman cohort, the Roman army, and he was sent to bring you. And Peter knows, he goes, ah, the light's just gone on. Mm Mm-hmm. The vision was not about food. The vision was about the Gentile people, whom the Jewish people had been taught from the time they were sitting on their grandpa's lap, was that to go and be involved, to touch and engage with Gentiles, to go into their homes would defile them. Mm. Again, don't forget they were living in a pagan culture and in their homes there would have been gods and idols and and unclean foods offered to idols. So they're going, you can't go in there Mm. because you're going to be defiled. And here was God using the example of unclean foods. Don't you dare call unclean what I've called clean. Mm. And there's a Gentile waiting downstairs. You go with him. He's not unclean. And you share the gospel with him. That Mm. was the point. So I think we're still stuck on the same question. Are all foods made acceptable? Well, from these (laughs) scriptures, it doesn't seem to indicate that just yet, does it? Well, it doesn't really answer the question fully, that's for sure. And we're going to continue exploring this in our next program. Did God end the dietary laws or not? That's the question that we're wrestling with at the moment. And we'll talk more about that in our next program on Foundation. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.